You're listening to the Mothering Joy Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. This is the finale episode of Season 2, and I've got to be honest with you, this season has gotten away from me a little bit. You know, being in the throes of summer, we've had a lot going on, uh, some things have changed in our schedule, and I just haven't been getting to these episodes, but I've been wanting to, and I'm really happy to be ending season two with an episode that is very close to my heart. This episode goes out to all the moms who have kids who are in less than perfect health. You know, chronic conditions are becoming more normal than not, whether it's allergies, eczema, ADHD, you know, there's all kinds of things that our kids are dealing with in this this era and it feels kind of scary and it feels hard to navigate a world where these issues are so common that they're basically perceived as normal and I will make a bold statement here I don't believe that this is the level of health that is meant for our kids and I also don't accept the common ways that we're treating these conditions I don't accept that these are the best that we can do. Like I said, this feels like a pretty firm statement to make, but that's why I wanted to explain it in a full episode. In this episode, I'm going to explain why I feel this way. I'm going to share the story of how we started recognizing chronic conditions and our son and why we decided to treat him in an uncommon way. I'm also going to be sharing how emotionally challenging this journey has been for me and where we are right now. Hey there, I'm Meg, crunchy mama, storyteller, and imperfect homemaker. I'm raising two beautiful babies in the rolling hills of Wisconsin, and I am learning every single day. Here, I celebrate the joys of motherhood, but I also get real about the trenches that young moms find themselves in and how we can nurture joy in the daily grind. This is the encouragement you need to thrive through your days spent being mama. This is the Mothering Joy Podcast. It was basically a year ago that we were at Joe's parents' house. DJ and his cousin were running through the sprinkler. They were both in their diapers laughing and just enjoying the warm summer afternoon. And that that part of it was a really great memory. But the memory that I have of the day that is crystal clear, that feels just like, you know, piercing, is not how enjoyable of an afternoon it was. It sticks out in my brain because that was the first day that I really, really admitted to myself that, you know, we had a truly unhealthy kid. He was super skinny except for his belly that was bloated. He was pale. He had snot all over his face and it had been there for almost a year because he had a chronic runny nose and, you know, it was just like the green, mucusy, not good. And we couldn't keep up with it. Like we could not keep his nose, we couldn't keep his face clean. So, you know, we got to the point where we just accepted that like he was constantly going to have snot smeared all over his face and yeah it was kind of heartbreaking you know Um, his legs were covered in eczema and although we'd been trying to address this stuff for almost a year it was just so obvious that our efforts were not working we had an unhealthy kid 
and it absolutely broke my heart. At this point, we had already tried all the eczema creams. We had already seen a naturopath. We had removed dairy, grain, soy, and eggs from his diet for almost three months. We had our house checked for mold. We installed a water filter. I'd been taking him to a chiropractor twice a week. And I just felt so disheartened with this feeling that I did not know what else to do. But, you know, I think something changed in me that day, like seeing my son look so sickly, like sickly next to his cousin who looked, you know, healthy and vibrant and what you would expect like a exuberant toddler to look like. That day, my mama bear came out and I knew that I would not stop until my son reached the level of health that I believed was meant for him. And I just wouldn't settle for treating the symptoms when it had become clear to me that these symptoms were not actually the root cause of his illness. You know, in the past year, like I hadn't seen that many changes in him from his symptoms, but I'd been learning a lot as we tried to heal him. And I'd learned from my chiropractor and the naturopath, like I started to understand that his symptoms of chronic diarrhea, eczema, congestion, and runny nose, they were like flags signaling that something wasn't functioning properly in his body on a very fundamental level. And that's why when I came across the GAPS diet, it just made so much sense to me. And I knew that I had to do this for DJ. If I wanted his body to truly heal and achieve the version of health that I knew deep in my heart that he was meant for. I first learned about the GAPS diet while I was at the farm where we get our dairy from. There was a GAPS practitioner there and she was explaining kind of what the GAPS diet was and how it could heal the body from so many chronic illnesses. And I purchased the GAPS book by Natasha Gamble McBride and she's an MD and she's the one who originated the GAPS diet. GAPS stands for Gut and Physiology Syndrome. This book subtitle includes what the GAPS diet is, which is a natural treatment for allergies, autoimmune illness, arthritis, gut problems, fatigue, hormonal problems, neurological disease. I mean, really, um, you know, once you start to understand like the gut is kind of fundamental to all these other functions in the body, you can understand how it can heal so many chronic diseases. And so GAPS does this because it treats the gut. It heals the gut. And when the gut is healthy and you're giving your body the right raw materials, the body can heal itself of these chronic conditions. The GAPS website says, A healthy and resilient gut microbiome is essential for immune function and overall health. The GAPS diet is designed to reduce inflammation, support the gut lining, and restore microbial diversity through dietary intervention and detoxification. Our GAPS practitioner answered so many questions I had about DJ's health and why really, you know, nothing we had tried up until this point had actually worked for him. 
She explained what leaky gut is. I'd heard the term leaky gut a million times, but I never really understood it. Like I feel like there's so many of these things in in health these days. Like they're just words we kind of throw around, but I don't know that anyone has a super deep understanding of like these chronic conditions that are like plaguing so many of us. But she explained to me that our gut lining is like soil. And all the grass and flowers and growth on the soil are what keep the soil from eroding. And in our gut, the healthy bacteria is what's keeping our gut lining from eroding, just like the flowers and grass do on the soil. And, you know, the back, this healthy bacteria does a lot of other stuff too, but that's a really important function because in our modern diet, we're getting very little of this good bacteria. We used to get a lot of it from fermented foods and other things, but right now we're not getting it. And then we're also destroying what good bacteria we do have with antibiotics that are all over our food and in our medicine. And this leads to an overgrowth of bad bacteria that erodes our gut lining so that food actually leaks out of the gut into the bloodstream because it doesn't have that strong barrier keeping it in the gut. And then once it's in the bloodstream, our white blood cells don't recognize the food as something that's meant to be in the bloodstream. So they create an immune response, which creates food sensitivities. This explains why DJ was having food reactions, but why taking out the main allergens was not enough to heal him. By removing soy, grain, eggs, and dairy, we were removing some of the allergens, but we weren't doing anything to actually heal his gut so that he could be nourished by his food instead of, you know, attacked by it basically. Like instead of his body recognizing food as a foreign invader and creating an immune response. Our GAPS practitioner explained why no creams took away DJ's eczema. And believe me, like we tried all of them. And in DJ's case, his eczema was from his body making too much histamine. Histamines are important for our immune function, digestion, and our brain function. So they serve a good purpose, but damage to DJ's gut had decreased his body's ability to break down histamines. And his unbalanced gut flora resulted in an overgrowth of histamine-producing bacteria. So this is what that, where the eczema was coming from. She explained why DJ constantly had a cold and couldn't ever seem to get over it. of your immune system is in your gut. So when the gut isn't healthy, the immune system cannot be functioning optimally. She told me that DJ's thin limbs and his bloated belly was a sign that he was malnourished, which is a hard thing to hear as a mom, and that he wasn't getting the nutrients that he needed from his food. The GAPS explanation for DJ's symptoms made so much sense to me in the context of everything I'd learned from months and months of trying to get to their source. So we started the GAPS diet protocol in October, a year ago, and we've been doing it for almost 10 months. And just a few weeks ago, like we were finally able to implement the full protocol. I think, you know, the protocol looks a little bit different depending on what practitioner you're working with, what your symptoms are, But our GAPS practitioner told me that DJ had the hardest time out of all of her clients to implement the full protocol. 
And she didn't say this as a critique, but actually as an affirmation because it was the hardest for us, you know, trying to do this with a three-year-old. It was the hardest for us than it was for any other client of hers. But we were persistent and we kept going and eventually we got to a place where we are implementing the full protocol. And I cannot tell you how proud I am of that. We started with the introduction diet. The introduction diet has six stages and we are currently around stage four with what foods DJ tolerates well. Basically, the stages act like an elimination diet where you start with only foods that are very easy to digest like boiled meats and some non-fibrous cooked vegetables like carrots and squash. We've been able to reincorporate eggs. Thank you, God. He does have some honey, applesauce. I make gelatin gummies with ginger tea and honey. He gets avocado and raw yogurt. Being able to add back in some of these foods has made the diet a lot more manageable. But, I mean, it's still super strict. Like, people ask me what he can't eat, and I'm like, okay, the list of what he can eat is way shorter, so let's just start there. Um, And this has been really hard, like, especially in the summer. We've been traveling when he's around other kids and can't have the treats that they can have. It's hard. Like, I just, that's that's the... um, hard is the word that comes to mind and it's been hard for for almost a year it took us months of just figuring out the food part before we could even consider taking on the other parts of the gaps protocol which in our case included cod liver oil a probiotic fermented dairy chicken stock and chicken liver When I felt like we were ready to add something else into the protocol besides just the food, we started with chicken stock. Stock is different than broth in that it's made from the meaty bones instead of just the carcass. And stock is important in the GAPS protocol because it repairs the gut lining. Meat and fish stocks provide building blocks for rapidly growing cells of the gut lining and they have a soothing effect on any areas of inflammation in the gut. So stock was really the thing that our GAPS practitioner encouraged us to add in first. And um, it was really hard. It was really hard to get DJ to drink it. He's supposed to be drinking like a cup and a half a day, which is a lot. And you know what? A lot of days we make this happen. And we started with like, we started with like a tablespoon. Like we couldn't even get down a tablespoon. And now we're doing a cup and a half. Um, And it's like, it doesn't actually taste bad. It's it's pretty yummy and salty. I mean, just think of like a yummy, salty broth. Um, But it's just really challenging for us. And so I basically spoon feed it to him like it's medicine. And it's just a very time-consuming part of every day. Next, we added in the cod liver oil, which is also something that I take and I feed it to Caroline also. Cod liver oil is a recommended supplement for GAPS people because it's an excellent source of vitamin A, vitamin D, EPA, and DHA. And since GAPS people have trouble with absorption, they tend to be low in all these nutrients. DJ also takes a probiotic that was recommended by our GAP specialist. I also take this. Coco also takes this. And I've linked it in the show notes. Um, And he eats raw yogurt. So that's another way that he's getting those good probiotics in. 
the cod liver oil, the probiotic, and the yogurt, we've kind of turned those into treats. Like I figured out how to make them in ways that are you know he perceives them as treats so they're actually pretty easy for us to get in every day which is a blessing I put the cod liver oil in a simple syrup of honey and water and I mix the probiotic with that and the yogurt I make into a popsicle with avocado and honey and a little bit of vanilla which he really likes and that's kind of his reward for drinking his stock liver was much much harder to implement And I avoided it for a really long time. You know, I think a lot of the liver thing was just like my own stigma around liver. Uh, The smell, the texture, like it's just hard to get over. But I, you know, it's one thing to be told you should be doing something. And then it's another thing to like really understand how important it is. And this is what happened to me with liver. It wasn't until I was looking into my own health and discovered that I have the MTHFR gene mutation which 40% of the population has, by the way, that I understood how important liver is. The MTHFR gene mutation hinders the body's natural functions in a lot of ways. Um, One big thing it does is it hinders your body's ability to process toxins out of your body. Um, And another big thing that it does is Um, many foods your body can't make bioavailable. So that means that you can't get the nutrients and your body can't use the nutrients that you're getting from your food. When I did my genetic testing and found out that I had the MTHFR gene mutation, I was recommended recommended supplements, you know, to kind of support this so that my body could have these functions again. And what was crazy to me is that the supplements that I was recommended for my MTHFR gene mutation, uh, mostly all were in liver. Like these were the nutrients and minerals that were naturally occurring in liver, which kind of blew my mind. The most prominent one was the B vitamins, particularly vitamin B12, which is folate. This just kind of made it super obvious to me about how important liver was and how I needed to get DJ eating it. I talk more about liver in uh, season two, episode two, where I share about what I'm doing to prepare my body for a third pregnancy. My GAPS practitioner recommended cutting up the liver and frying it with chopped bacon in butter. And so we did this. We sprinkle a little bit of dill on it. We put a lot of salt on it. And you know what? It is actually decently tasty. Uh, You know, it wouldn't be my first choice of a snack, but it's not something that you have to gag down. Um, And I gave it to him for the first time, kind of, you know, after failing at giving him liver before. After I learned this stuff, like I kind of approached it with the attitude I approached the stock with, which was like, we are doing this. It doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter how many times we have to try. Like we are doing this and I'm going to do whatever I can to get my kid to eat liver. So I prepared it this yummy way. We sat down. We watched a show. I ate it with him. And it's like he just ate it. Like there was no questions asked. Like we were just sharing a yummy snack. And I almost cried. Like I maybe did cry. It was a beautiful moment where my kid finally was eating what he really needed to be eating to, you know, start detoxing and start like really, um, really healing. Like, and it was just like such a missing piece. That liver was so important. I can't even believe it. Like we all need to be eating liver. 
I'll stop talking about liver now. But um, yeah, that was that was an important day. That was definitely an important day for us. So I've mentioned a couple of times how hard it was for us to get any relief for DJ with his eczema and his really itchy skin. We tried so many natural creams for this. We didn't want to do anything that had you know, chemicals or anything that would suppress his symptoms. We just wanted to like help him find some relief, help reduce the inflammation a little bit and nothing really worked at all until I found the Tubes & Co. Tallow Balm. This is just such a beautiful balm. It has such clean ingredients that are so soothing for the skin. It has grass-fed tallow, organic olive oil, frankincense essential oil, lavender essential oil. It's just like so beautiful to touch and feel. I felt so good about putting it on DJ's skin. And I will tell you, like when his eczema was really bad, we were going through a lot of this towel balm. And I will also tell you, you know, it's not cheap because it's super high quality and it's just, I felt like it was so worth it. I was so thankful to have this really high quality nourishment for his skin. And we still use this. I will use it. He uses it. Um, and it's something I highly recommend to anybody who has dry skin or just wants to really treat their skin. So please head on over to Tubes & Co. You can use the discount code MOTHERINGJOY10 for 10% off your order. And definitely check out their towel balm while you're there. Supporting DJ in his health journey has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. As we've moved through this, I've had to remind myself that I am choosing my hard. It's hard <laughs> to prepare DJ's food. Everything is from scratch. It's hard to constantly be making stock and spoon feeding it to him. It's hard when he wants to eat food that he can't have. It's hard when his body is detoxing and he's experiencing die-off symptoms. And when it feels overwhelming... I remember this. I am choosing my hard. This feels hard. But what's harder is not knowing what to do to help my kid. What's harder is going through with a surgery that I don't feel 100% sure about. What's harder is feeling totally helpless as he suffers as his symptoms progress. So yeah, this is hard really hard the progress it's been slow and that's hard but seeing my little boy get healthier and healthier because of this hard has been probably the most rewarding rewarding experiences of my life our gaps practitioner explained to me you know when it was feeling really slow she explained that the body heals in layers the body doesn't have enough resources to repair all the damaged functions at once. When you start giving your body the resources it needs to heal, it prioritizes what is most important. And then it has to wait. It has to wait until it has enough resources built up again to peel back another layer and start another layer of healing with the next function. And we've seen this in DJ. 
you know, he has healed in layers. The first thing that we noticed was healing when we started the GAPS diet was his chronic diarrhea went away when we stopped giving him foods that were hard for him to digest. The next thing that we noticed was that his chronic runny nose went away. You know, after almost a full year of the super green, super mucusy snot, like constantly coming out of his nose that we couldn't even keep his face clean, you know, it went away. And the relief that I felt, and I know Joe felt, like seeing that go away, unbelievable. The next thing we noticed was that he started gaining fat. His thin arms and legs, they started to thicken up. We saw this thickening happen in his neck and his core also. And he just looked so much stronger and so much healthier. And the crazy thing about him starting to gain weight is, you know, he was eating like 1%, you know, not amount, but in terms of like, you know, he just wasn't eating like anything. He was just eating super clean, like super nourishing. He was just eating exactly what he needed to be eating to start gaining weight. And yeah, I that still blows my mind. Like so unexpected seeing that happen. The eczema has hung around for a long time, especially right behind his knees. But it has lessened so much and it's almost entirely gone now. And this is a great sign that his body is regulating his histamine response. One of the reasons that his eczema isn't totally gone is because his body is still healing and he's still detoxing. And this is also why, you know, his poops are still loose a lot of the times and we still get some diarrhea. Um, Our skin and our colon are two major detoxification pathways. So when DJ's body is healing and getting rid of toxins, a lot of times his eczema will flare up and he will have diarrhea. And I can notice now when his body is detoxing because it's almost like he gets a cold. Like he just has really low energy and he gets pretty crabby um, along with these other die-off symptoms. And that's something that the GAPS practitioner kind of, you know, warned me about. Um, and it's something that we've seen happening, which is just, you know, it's like everything she said was going to happen is happening. So that's really affirming for me. But for as many questions as the GAPS diet has answered for us, there are still some question marks. He still has a lot of congestion. I've noticed allergy-like symptoms all summer, like itchy eyes and runny nose. Although now when his nose runs, it's totally clear and it doesn't last very long. So this is such a blessing. You know, and this this allergy-like symptoms might also be from all the air pollution we've experienced this summer. I just, it's hard to know. There's so many foods I'd like to add back in to his diet that he just doesn't tolerate well yet. So that part is always difficult. But when I start to get discouraged, you know, I remind myself how far we've come. I remember that all I need to do is continue the work to support healing. I need to be patient and I need to trust my mama intuition. Trusting that I know what's best for my kid has been, you know, a very, it's actually been as hard for me as actually doing the things to support the healing like I've talked about in this episode. Healing DJ's chronic issues with food is something a lot of people in my life do not understand. There's actually very few people in my life who, who really understand what I'm doing. 
And I've heard so many times from well-intentioned family members that we should get DJ to an ENT and see about getting his tonsils and his adenoids taken out. That was the surgery that I was talking about earlier that it just feels doing something like that feels harder to me than what we're doing now because I don't 100% agree with it in our case. I have heard, I've heard so many stories of other kids whose symptoms disappeared when they got enlarged tonsils or adenoids taken out. And I am so happy for those kids and for the elimination of their symptoms. And of course, I want that instant relief for my kid too. I want him to get the deep sleep he needs to grow, you know, like I hear happens for all these kids after surgery. Because they're finally able to, you know, breathe better. They get better sleep. And sleep is not great for DJ right now. Um, And he has a lot of congestion. So I hear these stories of kids thriving after removing tonsils or adenoids. And I feel like I'm depriving my son of that. And making him uncomfortable when he doesn't need to be. I especially feel this way when I have family members telling me this same stuff. But when I listen to my intuition... Surgery doesn't feel right to me right now. It doesn't feel intuitive to simply take away the body part that's causing the issue without addressing the root cause. When I brought up removing tonsils or adenoids to our GAPS practitioner, she affirmed my thoughts, explaining that because DJ is having so many other symptoms stemming from poor gut health, Taking out part of his immune system to reduce his symptoms without actually addressing the gut would be a temporary solution that would most likely cause his symptoms to manifest in other ways as he grows. I will say, you know, it's hard for me to connect the dots um, on all of this, but as we go through, it's like their, you know, connections are being made and I'm understanding like on a way deeper level how the body works. But it is hard for me to connect the dots on how his congestion is related to his gut. But this diet has healed so many other symptoms of his and I've seen it heal his chronic snotty nose so I'm optimistic that it will heal all his congestion also. Ultimately though I don't know and I'm just having to trust my intuition. In times when healing feels really slow and it feels like we aren't making any progress it's easy to start to look outside of myself and to the opinions of others. I will let myself be really affected by a comment from someone like, I don't know if you can tell because you live with him all the time, but he has a lot of congestion. Instead of just receiving this as a well-intentioned comment and letting it go as something that doesn't serve me right now, I will hang on to it. And I will let it fester in my brain and make me feel like I don't know what's best for my kid. And I'm not making good choices for him. I let it disqualify me from this very important role that God has given me as the keeper of my son. The truth is that I'm the most qualified to make decisions for my son. Me. Not only because I spend all day, every day caring for him, or because I've spent so much time researching his symptoms and learning. I'm the most qualified simply because... God gave me this precious boy. And God gave me everything that I need to be the best mom to him. And when it feels hard, 
I need to be more intentional about tapping into that. I need to trust that. I need to listen and I need to use what God is giving me. That's where my strength comes from. I want to take a minute to be an encouragement for any mom who's getting pushback from people that don't understand the choices that she's making for her kid. Because I've been there and I'm still there. I understand intimately how pushback from others can trigger my own insecurities. And I know how it can make you spiral and lose your footing. But before you let others disqualify you, remember that you are the most qualified to make decisions for your kid. You are the one who's caring for your child day in and day out. You are the one who God chose to raise up your beautiful kid. He has given you everything you need to do that job well. So try to remember that. Remember that this is where your strength comes from. God has planted it within you. Remember that a lot of times the opinions of others about the things you are facing are probably actually way less educated than your own opinions. After all, no one is more educated about your life than you. What each child needs is just so vastly different. And I just am under the belief that it's us moms who have been chosen to make the best decisions for our kids and we are the ones who know God has given us this and we need to trust that. I remind myself all the time that I'm doing what I feel like is right. I'm doing the best that I can and I simply can't do more than that. And I'm not asked to do more than that. I'm asked to be patient, diligent, and faithful. I'm called to trust the process and know that this is exactly where we are meant to be. As moms, as keepers of our precious kids, we don't have a crystal ball. And that's why I believe faith is so important. Because God puts hard things in front of us, but he never expects us to carry them alone. If we listen, I believe that the answers are there for us. I know that I don't know how DJ's health journey is going to go. I don't know what decisions we will make in the future. But I know that this is how I'm being called to support his healing right now. I know we've seen amazing improvements in his health in the last nine months. And I have no reason to believe that he will not keep healing until he is in the perfect health that God has meant for him. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is something I've been wanting to, you know, get off my chest and really dive into for a super long time. It's just taken me a while to collect all my thoughts about it. And I feel so happy that it's, you know, finally out there. So thank you guys for listening. Season three is going to kick off in September and I'm going to make those episodes bi-weekly. So that's just going to be a little bit more manageable for me and I'm going to try to really get the episodes out on time. I'm planning on just doing seasons of six episodes. So I'm going to make them quarterly seasons, six short and sweet 
or maybe long and meaty like this episodes. And these episodes are going to be just about like life in the seasons as as I grow as a mom with my kids, as our family grows. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited to evolve this a little bit. And um, and I hope you're along for the ride. So come back in a few weeks and join me for season three.